And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight, he's Eric, I'm Gary. I'm McNamara. Irish. Mm -hmm. Harley. Mm Mm-hmm. Scottish Irish. Mm-hmm. Right? True. You would have fit in well with uh, the family, in, uh, so I married an axe murderer. Heat! <laughs> oh, he's going to cry himself to sleep tonight on his huge pillow. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day uh, about, what's his name, the actor in it. I just got mind blank. Um Mike Myers? Mike Myers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, oh, I said, that's the best movie he ever did. They went, what? I said, okay, oh, you got to right, watch yeah. it. It's the best movie he's ever I really <laughs> wanted him to do a spinoff of that family. I know. I think they could still do it. Because he would, basically, he's playing all the characters. You know, he's playing his own dad. His father. <laughs> yeah, that that's the funny part yeah. when you realize it's all, you know, it's Mike Myers and Paper down! Singing Rod Stewart and Bay City Rollers. Oh, my gosh. That was just great. The Scottish Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. By the way, we're, are we? Uh, is this blasphemous talking about the Scots on St. Patrick's Day? Not for me, it's not. No. <laughs> the Scottish Hall of Fame, the Bay City Rollers, yeah. remember? And, uh, yeah. yeah. All, all the different Scots. On my mom's side of the family, we have a castle we still have there are two castles in the family one still owned by the family a big one they basically had to turn over to scotland because they couldn't pay the taxes on it <laughs> uh, if you ever go to scotland it's called uh the crathies c-r-a-t-h-e-s castle cool. and you can go it's a big tourist area and there is a zip line attraction right next door so it's like, oh, this prestigious, and man, you know, of course, when the government's keeping it up, it is pristine, just pristine looking. And right next door, zip line. 
<laughs> it's like, all right, okay. <laughs> My family came from County Cork. All right. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, happy uh, St. Patrick's Day, I guess. Happy St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Uh, I, I have a friend in law enforcement who told me this was March 17th day? is was always a bad day in law really? enforcement on based on his experience at night you know and it's a friday night yeah too so but in the age of and by the way that was long before uber in the age of uber and lyft come on if you're gonna you know if you're gonna go out and party it's that simple you have an app i don't even know why you would want to drive I don't know why you wouldn't want to you know, just and take it. When I think about how, you know, if I do anything, if I know I'm going to go out and have anything to drink. Yeah. It's just, just get an Uber. Why? I mean, it, yeah. But it's part of my, it's, here's the thing. You know, it's not part of my culture. Well, it's part of my culture. Yeah. And I didn't grow up with that. And it's just so easy. It's like, well, no, yeah. do it. I even had, what was it? I, I had, um. It was over, I think, Christmas vacation or something. I got off a plane, and I mean, I had gotten zero sleep. Right. And friends were getting together uh, around the holidays, and and they were saying, come on, you got to do it. And I went, it wasn't even the fact that I might have a glass of wine and drive three hours later. Mm -hmm. It was that I was just so dang tired, and I just said, I took an Uber there and back just because I was tired. Well, you know. And And it was great because... I have when I was uh, when when I was young and in college and working at the bars, mm-hmm. I was working and uh, one night I fell asleep, went off mm-hmm. the highway, mm-hmm. not in, drunk, just tired, not yeah, just tired, yeah. just drunk, or yeah. not just, just drunk, not tired, no, <laughs> just tired, just tired, just not tired, not, went yeah. right off the highway, right into the field, mm-hmm. and then came out back on the highway, going, "Whew, I'm all right," and then the oil light went on. Oh. <laughs> Well, my dad had to pick me up, mm. and so wow. it's it's uh, the bar closed at four, so it's four thirty in the morning. And my father probably had a drive. I'm going to guess about mm, twelve, thirteen miles to pick me up. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't happy. Yeah, and he, you know, he was, have you been drinking? And he came up to me and started smelling. You know, like. <laughs> No, he goes, and he said, oh, my God, you fell asleep. He was, there was no difference mm-hmm. in his anger. I don't think of whether if I had been drinking or not drinking and fell asleep because he was furious at me. Yeah. He was absolutely, and, um, you know, it, he just didn't go, that's, you know, the height of irresponsibility. You're, you're tired. You sleep in your vehicle. There's no reason mm-hmm. not to do it. And, and you know, because if, if you're, if you're, if you've been drinking and you you go to the side of the road and you have your keys in the ignition, you're that's still DUI. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and he he looked at me and he said, "You should never drink when you drive. You know, if you're in a private, you know, if you're in a private parking lot, you know, hopefully you'd be all right. But how did you get there to begin with?" He said, "But if you're not drinking, you can sleep in your car." Mm-hmm. He would live it at me, live it. Mm. And I've, n- I've never done that again. And uh, It's always but, interesting but, to me to see the celebrities who get a DUI who clearly have <laughs> plenty of money to use Uber and Lyft. 
And then I had a discussion with a friend of mine. He said, yeah, but do you know what kind of cars they drive? You know, when you got a Ferrari, you don't leave and you go out to party. You don't leave the Ferrari at home. The Ferrari's part of the party. I said, okay, let's follow that through. That same person drives up to a club or a bar or a restaurant or wherever they're going to party. And it's valet, of course. And the valet is sitting there at the valet station doing shots as they pull up. They're going to hand the keys to that valet that they see drinking. No. So why would you want to drive your own car after you've been drinking? I, it just boggles the mind. It really does. Especially today. Now, you've always been, uh, to some extent, I guess, in small towns, maybe not. Uh, but you've always been able to call a cab, in, in, at least in major metro areas, in towns large enough to have taxis. Or call a friend. But Uber is so easy. I guess my... I, you my, don't even have to my, talk to yeah, anybody to well, Uber. And that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have to deal with the human being until yeah. I get in the car. Mm-hmm. No, but every Uber driver, I mean, I'm always into conversations. With mm-hmm. the, I don't think I've ever sat in an Uber and not had, like, a conversation from the pickup point all the way to my drop-off point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I'm very comfortable using Uber where it's become part of my culture. Mm-hmm. And so if it's part of my culture, and I didn't grow up with it, I mean, I was probably eight, nine years ago, we started really taking Uber a lot. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was, it was maybe a decade maybe. or. Yeah. So, yeah. And and so, I mean, it's, I mean, I've got Uber, I've got Lyft, you know, both. And mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and it's, if one isn't available, the other one is. Right. And I just find it, I mean, it's so, because it fits into all the technology. Okay, there it is. How long are they away? Mm-hmm. Nine minutes, eight minutes, seven minutes. I mean, it's great. You're watching them on the map. Come, I mean, it's like it, it's it's uh, it's perfect. So there really is no excuse these days, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, there just isn't. And they don't know. Even if you're, a lot of people say, "Well, it's only two miles." Well, if they get it, they got to pick you up. They don't know where they're dropping you off. Yeah, right. When they when you get the call. Mm-hmm. You know, they just know they're picking you up, and then when they get you, then that's where you say, "Here's an extra tip," because I know it's only two miles. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So you know, so so if you ever get a call from here again, uh, and it's me, you'll come out, right? So, and in, unless it's a, your uh, part of your culture uh, to spend the night in jail, <laughs> then take nah, a Uber yeah. and Lyft, or, or nah. even worse. Have an accident and hurt somebody or yourself. I mean, it just doesn't make yeah, any you, sense. But you compare that. Would I would I be more fearful of jail or killing somebody? Oh, it's every day. It's about yeah, kill, making sure that I don't jail, hurt anyone jail would I be, share the road with. Jail would be nothing compared to yeah. that the guilt that I know I would feel. If it's I, the one if thing. If I killed somebody, I, even if it was you know, an accident, well, well, it's not an accident. It w- I wouldn't view it morally as an accident. That, that, that'd be like, uh, you know, because it's not an accident if I knowingly took the car to a place where I knew I was going to be drunk. Yeah. So that guilt would overwhelm me. No, you legally, know, I, you're responsible. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's. I, I, well, morally, yeah. I'm responsible. Yeah. I mean, sure. forget about legally. Morally, it's. Um, it would that would eat that would be something that would eat on me and it would never go away ever 
Yeah, my my point is is that there it is a uh, it isn't just you know the the thought behind it is that I think a lot of people don't see it as and there was an accident uh, here years ago we talked about it but someone left the bar and then they were racing on the highway and it was somebody it was a high profile local individual and they were racing on the highway and they ran somebody over and it is involuntary manslaughter and you go to prison for a long time but that's nothing like the prison of your mind yeah. you know yeah. that and i have uh a a granddaughter who owns a car now which is bizarre to think about but she got it recently but in teaching my children and my grandchildren uh, as they age uh, uh, out to drive and and basically share with them, you have to watch people walking on the sidewalk, even before you get to drinking and driving. You, you're in a school zone. You do that 20 or less because there are kids that are just running out into the street and they may not be paying attention to the crosswalk or anything else. Or even outside the school zone when you're a few blocks uh, away from a school or 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 further, where kids are walking home or on a bicycle on the on the sidewalk, it is it is that is my biggest fear is a, is a, a child chasing a, a ball into the street or just trying to cross or, the street. Or what I experienced the other day when I pull up to this crosswalk, and this guy's riding a bicycle. He's got a high collar thing on. Mm. He has over the ear headphones. Yeah. You know, like the noise canceling headphones so he can't hear any car. Yeah. He's so he's got the high collar on which is affecting his peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. He's got sunglasses on, never turns his head my way. Right. Has no idea I'm there going down the the sidewalk and crossing streets like that mm-hmm. and probably, you know, driving on the street. Mm-hmm. Is that against the law? On a bicycle, on a bicycle to have those. To, it is, head, I believe. I believe it is in our state. Like that yes. on? Yeah, yeah. If you're on the street, yes. On a bike path, I don't know. Yeah, they crossed right in front of me. Never looked. Yeah, and I'm pulling up. You know, I'm pulling. I was, you know, I'm just. I saw them all the way, mm-hmm. but then I realized, oh, I'm doing my job. This guy doesn't even care about his own life. Yeah, he's into what whatever, and I'm just like, it doesn't I'm matter. surprised he wasn't texting. <laughs> or TikToking or TikToking, TikToking. All the yeah, all the just, above. That's that's but that's where I look at it and say, is there no uh is there no survival instinct? Yeah. Preservation instinct. Yeah. That I'm just that's, gonna go down and you know, these ma- that that's like saying I'm gonna walk down a path, there's gonna be massive grizzly bears, and I'm not gonna even look to see if anything right. is there. Well, but I know there could be a grizzly bear at any right. you know Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, that's why. Here. That's why you know when we drive in areas where there are children on the sidewalks and out in yards and playgrounds and everything else, uh, we we understand that they haven't been properly trained to look both ways just yet, and they're often distracted by something, and then they can just dart out into the street without thinking yeah. about it. That just scares me, and you know, to no end. And and so when then you. You know, uh, fast forward or, or or move on to later in life when you're an adult and you're going to go out and 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 party. 
I don't know. I don't even know why you would want to be burdened with the task of driving. If the goal that night is to party or that day or whatever, it's way too easy to not have to drive. Now, one thing is I can't remember the last time I drank on a St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Yeah. I cannot remember. Well, I've, you know, because I started radio at 18, and so for a long time we were doing remotes. We were doing live broadcasts. Well, of course, you're not going to drink while you're working. And then so according to our production staff who reminds us of that all the time <laughs> but no you have i've always been around it's always been like a to me kind of a promotional feel like something that's going on just in bars and restaurants yeah. you know i know there are parades and everything else and and the other side of it but that's just the promotional side of it being in the media for Forever. Oh, so it doesn't you appeal just, to me at you, all. You just reminded me of one St. Patrick's Day story mm. that's still coming up. Mm. Uh, also, the Republicans, and I'm looking at this, to me, this is the official acknowledgement that they're going after uh, Biden and possible influence peddling. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't that they found the mysterious Biden and found out there's another mysterious Biden out there getting cash, but it's what Comer said about what the whistleblowers are saying. Yes. That coming up, 866-90-RED-EYE. While there's been some more talk recently about vaccinating poultry against avian influenza... There's a long way to go before uh, we can say we have a vaccine. ...let alone use a vaccine. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack telling the Senate Ag Committee that we don't have a tested vaccine for this current type of avian influenza. There's more work to be done on that score, but even if it were ready... Then there's additional steps that have to be taken uh, in order to determine the impact and effect of a vaccine on the ability to sell product overseas. There are a number of countries that will uh, basically shut off uh, exports uh, if the poultry has been vaccinated. So I think there's a process there. So Bill Sachs says we are a long way from having a vaccine that's ready for use. And a long way from having a vaccine that the rest of the world accepts. So for now, we'll have to depend on stepped-up biosecurity and surveillance by poultry producers. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Coming up on the bottom of the hour. There's no backing off now for the GOP uh, after uh, what uh, uh, Comer said uh, yesterday uh, on you know going after uh, the uh, Joe Biden for impossible influence peddling. We'll get to that coming up. Just very quickly, though, because I had to tell the one, one more story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this goes back to 2004, 2005. I'm working at our flagship station, WBAP, doing my local show. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Boss says, "Hey, you know any Irish bars or you know?" And my show was like six to nine at night. It was perfect huh. for happy hour at a bar, you know, for St. Patrick's Day. McNamara, you got to do it. And I found one. I found a place, and they set it all up. We get there, it's mobbed. I mean, it's Eric. It's absolutely mobbed. You know, I, you know when we when we got there, it wasn't mobbed. It eventually became mobbed. Yeah where we had this table and a couple of promotion people were there, but the people kept moving. It kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And finally this drunk woman, and she was drunk like you can't imagine, fell right on top of me as I'm doing my broadcast, talking into my microphone, which was not a headset. And so she's laying over my lap with her head, bobbling around, just screaming, going, yeah! And I'm talking into the microphone like I am now, and because... When you're on radio, you know that the compression in the microphone, if you keep on talking, that you can't hear the screaming or cursing that might be just two or three feet from you. So I'm trying to continue talking and talking and talking and talking for like five minutes till we went to the commercial break. And this woman, drunk as a skunk, flailing all over the place. It was a nightmare. After that, wow. I said, guys, we need security for any of our live broadcasts. <laughs> yeah. We can't do this anymore. The Bonus Show. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Uh, so, uh, Eric, looking at uh, everything that's developed over the last uh, couple of days where the Republicans uh, have gotten those suspicious activity reports from the banks. Well, now you have now you have evidence that doesn't come from the laptop, but this is a separate source where it comes from. This is more evidence that comes from the Treasury Department uh, of these suspicious activity reports and uh, learning that you have a secret Biden still who received money, who has uh, yet to be named, and that uh, uh, Haley Biden, the uh, the widow of Bo Biden. Uh, who also was, I don't want to call, having a relationship with Hunter Biden, uh, that she received money 
at that particular point, you're like, whoa, what's going on? And then, and, and then laying that out and laying it out and seeing that there are the tentacles, that the tentacles have been laid out, the flow chart of the money flow, and that's huge to get with the amounts yeah. and have somebody like the Treasury Department say, this is what the banks are saying. Mm-hmm. You can't politicize that. No. It either exists or it doesn't. And then the story coming out that House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer uh, revealed that whistleblowers have informed him that President Biden has indirectly benefited financially from the Biden family business, raising questions about if Joe Biden's is written into the family business deals off the books, that the direct payments didn't go to him, but did payments go around the side to him? Right. Because if... If you remember, when you're talking about, you know, uh, these these payments here and the concerns, it started when he was vice president. That's the concern. Right. Uh, Comer explained that the family, uh, the Biden family business has numerous entities, LLCs, that are paying things for Joe Biden. That's a quote. The complicated web of money flow originates from form and entities into the family's business associates those family associates funnel the money to family controlled accounts that pay for joe biden's things that's again a quote which means that comes from a whistleblower one of the things that all of our whistleblowers have told us now how many are there we don't know uh one of the things that all of our whistleblowers have told us is that they were all through these llc's paying for things for joe biden So that's very curious, you know, end of quote. Joe Biden and his staff have claimed at least seven times that the president has not been involved in the family business and knew nothing about the family business. Remember that. He said that. I knew nothing about the business. We know that was a lie. Though 17 pieces of evidence suggest Joe Biden has played an influential role in his son Hunter's and brother James' activities, according to polling, 58% uh, believe that Joe Biden has played a role in his family businesses, and that's before this information has come out. Comer explained, I mean, he, Joe Biden, is not going to be able to say that he had no knowledge of this, uh, of his family's business activities because a lot of these people that sent this money to the LLCs that uh, then that then sent it to the Bidens, Joe Biden then met with these people, especially during the last year, of his vice presidency. So, you know, Biden was in on the game. But what we want to know is, did he benefit personally from it? We know his family did, but did he benefit personally? And that's what we're investigating. Comer explained the money funneled to the Biden family and the LLCs comes from adversaries of the United States, not from allies. It doesn't make sense for this family to receive these massive amounts of money from our adversaries. They're not dealing with Canada. They're not dealing with the Europeans, you know, the normal European Union countries. They're dealing with countries like Russia and China and the United Arab Emirates. I mean, it's bizarre some of uh, the countries that are doing business with the Bidens. Mm. While questions have been raised about whether Joe Biden has any off-the-book stakes in the family business deals. Communications between the family and their associates suggest Joe Biden was written into uh, one off-the-books deal uh, with China 
for a 10% stake. In 2017, the Biden family had negotiated a deal with CEFC in which Joe Biden, the big guy, would receive a 10% equity stake in the joint venture with Hunter's former business partner, Tony Bobulinski. Another Hunter Biden business partner, James Gillier, dubbed uh, Joe Biden the big guy in his May 13th, 2017 email to Bobulinski, who has confirmed the big guy was the reference to Joe Biden. The 2017 email revealed that a business deal between Bobulinski, the Biden family, and high-ranking members of the Chinese Communist Party would include 10% held by H for the big guy. Though that deal was never finalized, the Biden family's money flow could reveal the core of the family's business enterprises, which could involve legal predicates for racketeering charges, according to former Utah U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman. Conspiracy is a standalone crime in our country, and you've certainly got enough to present to a grand jury that there's a conspiracy among Joe, Brother James, and Hunter to bring in money, to not declare that money, to not pay taxes on that money, he told the New York Post. To do so from a country like China, it's not just red flags. There are potential crimes that are being committed. Comer recently obtained from the Biden family suspicious activity reports from the Treasury Department, which shows the Biden family business received a $3 million suspicious wire transfer in 2017 from an entity tied to the Chinese Communist Party. The uh, suspicious activity reports revealed the payment was initially sent to the Biden's business associate, Rob Walker, who has described himself as someone who, quote, generally has been acting as a surrogate for Hunter around the country and abroad pursuing opportunities. Comer said that the SARS, as they call them, the suspicious activity reports show that at least three Biden family members took a cut of the three million. Hmm. And then as I go on here, I just I'm I'm reading here from uh Joe Pollock at Breitbart. And the headline is Joe Biden can be impeached for bribery. Hmm. And using <laughs> what he does is he used the Democrat standard for impeaching Trump the first time. And said if it was enough for Trump you have more, as we have said, yeah. you, have oh, more, yeah. you have more on Biden. that You don't actually have to have a crime, but you can, you have a potential uh, impeachment case for bribery. Yeah. By simply stating, why did he take this money? We believe that all the actions for the Chinese or lack of actions with the Chinese right now is a part of that bribe, of right. that political bribe. Right. You know, and I say political any because whatsoever that would make him hesitate, right. make a different choice at any level. You would not want to have that in play because that is a compromised president, which means we are not as safe as a nation. He says the criminal statute of bribery describes giving anything of value because, as you said, that's what Democrats would, you know, the first thing was, well, you need to you need to commit a crime to be impeached, which normally you did. And his point is, well, that's gone with the with the impeachment of Trump. Oh, yeah. There was no crime that was committed. Right. In that first impeachment. So the criminal statute of bribery, and so far none in the second either, by the way, but mm. we're referring to the first one because that's where you are trying attempting to make this comparison. The criminal statute of bribery describes giving anything of value to an official to influence him or her in performing any official act. The fact that the thing of value might have flowed to Biden's friends and family 
rather to Bi- than to Biden himself would not absolve him. And there is hmm. evidence that the senior Biden benefited from his family's gains. China's desire to influence is clear. It is less clear what act Biden did or did not do. However, as Democrats reminded us again and again throughout both Trump impeachment investigations and trial, it is not necessary uh, that a criminal statute be violated for a president to be impeached and removed. Hmm. Many scholars say that a president can only be impeached uh, only for acts committed after taking office, but Democrats undermined that standard not only by arguing that Trump could be impeached for the emoluments uh, um, um, clause as soon as he took office, but also by holding a second Senate trial for Trump even after he had left office in 2021. Hmm. And in that case, it could well be argued that Biden's foreign policy is an ongoing act affected by his past financial benefit. Yeah, exactly. Well, because it's consideration at every level, right? If that influence is there, then it is that thought that basically they own you, which is to say, this is the way you're going to behave, and this is why. Because of the money, you're going to be expected to behave this way. Well, the Republicans are now at the point of no return. Because, no, you got to go. Yeah, yeah because, no, you're, that's a good point. You've got to go full on now. If you don't do the job, if you don't go all the way, if you're not thorough with this, then I don't. I mean, there there is no there's no way to turn back. Well, because you're already in. It. Yeah, because the accusation is you're 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 crying wolf. Because yeah. when when uh, I keep wanting to say Comey, <laughs> when when Comer came out and. Mm. You know, not only brought out you know the you know the, uh, the basically the flow chart of where the money flowed, which again going to uh, uh, Haley Biden, you look at that and you say, why? Why would she get money? What is that? You know, what what in the world's going on? Mm-hmm. And you see that it's going to different members of the family, and still a Biden to be determined. <laughs> yeah, right. Besides, besides her, and you see the flow of the money, and it comes from the Treasury Department. And it comes from the banks filing these suspicious activity reports. And there's 150 of them. And then Comer came out and said, no, the whistleblowers are telling us it went to Biden. You damn well better be able to prove that. Yeah. Because I don't, we don't do what the Democrats do. You don't win on just accusations alone. No. Nope. And we've stated that very, when, when it comes to the credibility of the media, in the conservative media, uh, you know, when, when, uh, remember when Brett Bear, we said the same thing for Brett Bear. What did he say before the election that Hillary was going to be indicted? Was it? Yeah, that there was yeah. an indictment coming down on the, right. the email server thing. Right. And it was, and we, and we said it that when he said it, we, that night, we said he better be right. And he had to back off. He was wrong. He got burned. That. He got burned big time. But he and, is part of, he's, they, he has, you have to take your own responsibility in that. As he and and Fox News did, you're going to trust that source. Right. They oh. can burn you, but you are the one to deliver to your audience, and and so you got to be right. Those are you know every single time you got to be right. You know, so Comer coming out yesterday and saying we got the whistle, we we have all this the flow charts. Here we go, the enrichment of the 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 the, the Biden family by China, which causes a tremendous amount of suspicions uh, among uh, among uh, the. Among Americans, right? 
But then when you come out, because we don't know what the whistleblowers are saying, but then you add to it, which you didn't have to yesterday, but you add, no, the whistleblowers are saying the money went to Joe. Yeah, right. They better be credible. They better be willing to testify under oath. And their evidence, combined with the other evidence, better be slam dunk. Yep. Every time. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Cronin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Wow, you know, watching the video of the uh, the Russian plane and the drone. And, yeah. And Russia, Russia denying. Right. It's like, uh, sorry, very tough to deny that you weren't involved in any tactic against that drone. <laughs> I think that's why they had to come out and show that video. It's like, uh, yeah. When... TMZ was covering it yesterday. Oh, yeah. I yeah. knew that was a big story at that point. I go, right. TMZ? Yeah. And they're analyzing it. Well, what's going on? Well, look at that one. Is that one propeller damage there? Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. I mean, come on. You can't say, like, this is TMZ. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. So, and uh, then uh, Russia hurt, you know, rushes to the uh, spot of the down drone. Um, look. You know, the editorial board at the Wall Street Journal uh, wrote a piece on it yesterday and, you know, what the response should be and everything else. But you and I have been talking about for, well, from the beginning of this administration. I can't trust them to do the right thing. I can't trust them to tell us everything. Now, yesterday, the good thing is at least what we saw in the video was very clear. And so we can yeah. trust that information, I think, and and you see what's going on there. The response to it, I don't know what it's going to be. The editorial board at, at the Wall Street Journal is suggesting, uh, you know, that the the response should be to beef up what we're sending in terms of long range capabilities for Ukraine in their efforts against Russia and a number of things. But you know, that starts with. Having an administration and a president you can trust in the first place that Putin knows from day one, you're not going to get away with that with this president. Well, right now, we don't have that kind of president. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Do we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.